Welcome to another episode of The Wave. My name is Adam. My name is Nick. Welcome back. It's the weekly news and chat show from the world famous bottom of the stream podcast. It certainly is. It's all things Netflix, baby. I was trying to look deep into your eyes when I Thank said you. that. Why? I just wanted to. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, if you want to stare at each other all the way through. Okay. That's, no, it's already weird. <laughs> it's, it's already awkward. It's already awkward. I'm only like a minute in. How are you, Nick? Uh, I'm all right. I've had yeah. a bit of a strange evening. Okay. We are a little bit later recording than we normally are. Yeah. Well, that was because you wanted to. Yeah, it was late, my fault. But then I made it even later. Yeah. <laughs> I've been, I was framed for a crime I didn't commit. Oh, wow. In my house. Are you in the A-team? Yeah. I do. Yeah. I feel like. What's happened in the house that you've not done? Well, it you all say you've not done? It all started yesterday evening. Okay. When I was making dinner and yep. uh, there was some raw chicken involved. Okay. So I thought... Don't eat that for dinner. <laughs> no. But in the preparation of, of that meal, I thought, well, I don't want to... Yeah, look, basically, I don't like the feel of it, right? I so, don't know if anyone does. I was like, I don't, don't want to just mess everything up. So before I started chopping the chicken, not <laughs> even... <laughs> I took my wedding ring off. Okay. Put it on the side. Yeah. You don't want monkey chicken under your wedding ring. Yeah, exactly. Fair. Exactly. Made the dinner. Didn't think anything else of it. Went back into the kitchen later. I was like, oh, there's my wedding ring. Must put that back on. Yeah. That was my fatal error. Okay. Not putting it on there, being lazy. So you didn't put it back on no. when you said I should put that back on? Yeah. Okay. Because I was probably distracted by something more shiny. Okay. Because uh, it's not as shiny as it used to be. Um, the wedding ring. I mean. <laughs> so, and, and I got to work today. Yeah. And I remember I was, I was in a meeting. I, I remember I had my hand in my other hand. And I was like, oh, I've not got my wedding ring on. Don't worry, I know exactly where that is. It's in the windowsill. Yes, yeah, it's in the side in the kitchen. Yeah. Anyway, get back tonight. It's not, not there. Oh, no. It's <laughs> right. So, I'm yeah, more so, engrossed <laughs> in this than some of the films that we've watched. <laughs> so, it's better than the CEO, that's Yeah, for definitely. Sure. I, so I went, went into the living room and said to my wife, I'm not accusing you of anything. <laughs> Have you moved my wedding ring? Because I know exactly where it was last night. This is why I took it off. I get, well, you shouldn't be taking your wedding ring off. True. That means we're not married. I, was like, I don't think that's how it works. That's not how it works, but okay. <laughs> fine. Point that's, that's a female point of view. That's fine. <laughs> Have you moved it? No. With a little chuckle. I'm like, you're not a very good liar. <laughs> I think you know more than you're letting on. No. So, and then by this time, so I'm doing a few bits around the house and I'm like, you start to question yourself, don't you? Yeah. I'm like, oh, it's been a long day at work and did I have it on earlier? Oh, wow. And then did I have it on the first thing and did it get knocked off? Because I clearly remember being in that meeting going, no, it's not there. Right. So I know it wasn't there at like 11 o'clock this morning. Yeah. But did I put it back on this morning at like six when I got up and... Still half asleep. Yeah. I didn't know. And did it it's fall possible. off in the car or in, in the at the building at work? Does it somewhere? fall off regularly? No, but I, I am not... I am known for taking it off if I'm like... Doing some activity. Having an affair. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was more thinking like doing some sport or, or cutting some chicken. All right. Yeah, you <laughs> keep you telling go. yourself that. Uh, so I was like... Where does she think you go every Thursday? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> like it's on. It's back. It is on. I can like see it. You know. So, so then my, my little girl came, my youngest came in and Gave me some garbled message about your rings in a cup. 
somewhere. Okay. Because she is the wild card in this equation. She's always the wild card in your family. Who could have quite easily just picked it up, swallowed it, Sold fed it, it to the cat. Yeah. Yeah. Sold it on the black Flogged market. Flogged it on eBay, yeah. on the dark web. Yeah. And that's all possible. And then, so I went back into the living room. I was like, seriously, I've spent the last hour now. <laughs> I'm really worried about this. Do you know where it is? No, no, no. And then this time, they're, all three of them are in fits of laughter. <laughs> uh, well, clearly, I'm being absolutely played like a kipper here. You're right? being mugged off here. Yeah. yeah. This is what I have to put up with. It's a house with three ladies. I told you at the time, warned you at the time, but you didn't listen. House with three girls in. You're so, yes, it had been moved. In the so, they'd hidden it from you. Hidden in a safe place. I thought I was going mad for like an hour and a half this evening. <laughs> So you don't want to get being. out of the way and come on this stream yeah. boat for a bit of a relaxation. Yeah, exactly. Get away from those evil women in your yeah. house. <laughs> Absolute bullying. <laughs> you text me, I was like, I'm running a bit late. There's been a crime and I didn't do it. I was like, it was definitely your youngest. <laughs> <laughs> I know for a fact. No, no. So it was, it was, uh, it was. I don't even know Mrs. what the crime Nick. was. Mrs. Nick. Yeah. Not mini Nicks. No. But they were all in on it together. They yeah. Were, they're, they're, oh, they're, yeah. They yeah. were in cahoots. Yeah. Absolutely. So what we need to do now is figure out how we get them back. Sure. Let's text us in. Text us in. We're not a radio station. <laughs> Email us or anything. Let us know how Nick can get his family back. Nothing too... Uh, uh, it's got to be child appropriate. Yeah, absolutely. Two of them are young. Very young. The other one, all bets are off. Yeah, we can do whatever we want <laughs> to his wife. <laughs> okay, great. How are you? I'm good, thank you. Yeah, I'm all good. All the house is all you... done now. The work's all completed. Yeah, it looks a great. less stress. It does, doesn't it? Thank you. Yeah, so. you've got an entrance fit for a queen, <laughs> which sounds wrong on so many levels. But also true. Yeah. <laughs> no, it does. It's, it feels good that it's all it's all done and dusted and there's no more. I've got a little bit more work to do, but I've got to do that. So that can wait. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, fine. Um, next week, we should probably talk about next week. Yes. We're having a week off. We are. A whole week off. Yeah, you're having a well-earned break. I'm going on holiday, and as I edit the episodes, it's much more difficult for us to get ahead when yeah. I go away than from when Nick goes away. Sure. So next week, there won't be any episodes coming out at all. No. So we'll have a week off from the wave and a week off from the movie show. Then we should hopefully be back to normal after that. Yeah, we, we should be back for the home straight of season seven. Yeah, it's seven. <laughs> yeah, we're coming up towards the end of it. We're on this, this week's episode 18. Yeah. So, uh, if you are a Patreon, then you will get uh, in the week that we are off a bumper newsletter edition. Yeah, well, everything that we'd normally put in the wave, I guess you're going to have to put in the newsletter. Yeah, so keep your eyes peeled to your inboxes for that. Yeah. That will be winging its way to you at some point in and the we'll next do, few days. We'll, we'll do some of a sort of bonus episode or something in the future to make up for it. Yeah, we've got a couple of ideas we were discussing. Yeah, this we week. have. And it's we, just we, time. It is. It's... <laughs> Two episodes a week. And it takes a while to record. That's it. There's two episodes to record, two episodes to edit, a film to watch. It's it's crazy how much time goes into this podcast, yeah. but it's all worth it. Cause oh, 100%. We absolutely great. love it, but sometimes you do need a little break from it, yeah. and that's what next week is for me. Yeah, we'll do some sort of... We'll maybe, we need to get another watch along sorted out oh, in the Discord do. as well, yeah, so we'll get true. that sorted. We're not we'll watching RRR again. No, we're going to get to Robert 2 this time. <laughs> so uh, we'll get that sorted when I get R2. back. R2. Yeah. Not R3. <laughs> So we'll get that sorted when I get back. But yeah, there won't be any wave or movie show next week. No, but we'll be back. We'll still pick a film at the end of the movie show this yeah, week. Yeah, yeah. It'll we'll just, just be it'll two be weeks. Two weeks until we watch it. That's fine. fine. Cool. Um, That's the admin done. Yeah, good, good admin. Indeed. Shall we do some Netflix news? Let's crack on. Let's crack on with the Netflix news. What we got? Let's start with 
Anna. Anna? <laughs> Remember Inventing Anna? That was a big thing earlier this year. It was a year. massive thing earlier this year. It was actually really good as well. I really enjoyed Inventing Anna. I, thought it was really I did too. I mean, I think we said at the time, a little overlong. Yeah, a little bit. With, or... You... Maybe one episode too many. But yeah, and good. also the episodes were long, weren't they? Um, yeah, but some of those last... That last, that last episode. Oh, that was gripping. It was. It was yeah. great. Really uh, great. Well, uh, Rachel Deloach-Williams yep. was uh, is a real-life person. She was portrayed yeah. in Inventing Anna. Yeah. She was the one that Anna tricked on the holiday, wasn't she? And yeah. So she ended, up using she ended up with a huge bill. She ended up using a company credit card. That's right, yeah. Losing all her money, didn't yeah. she? Yeah, I don't uh, remember. When they, where were they? Were they Morocco? Morocco or somewhere, yeah. yeah. Uh, she is suing Netflix. The real life person is suing Netflix. She is, yeah. Interesting, why? Because she says the TV show showed her as greedy, snobbish, disloyal, dishonest, cowardly, manipulative, and opportunistic. Correct, it did, to be (laughs) fair. (laughs) It did do all of those things. Um, Yeah, Netflix has not responded uh, to a request for comment. Uh, Well, look, I mean, this is not the first time, and it would not be the last time, that a real person in actual real life has sued Netflix no, for wait. their depiction. We've had it in The Queen's Gambit. Yeah. We had it in... Who was the bodyguard in... I can't remember the name of the show. I'm blanking. I know what you mean, though. We, we had that in the news story. The, the uh, guy, the internet man. The, yes. The, the catfish guy. Yeah. The, oh, what was his name? <laughs> We've yeah. had several. Anyway, yeah, anyway. Yeah. Uh, and and you know we'll we'll see if the, how this wings it fra- wings its way through the legal system. Um, I imagine it'll be one of these stories that you never hear from. Yeah, again. I mean, Williams uh, Williams's action said as a result of Netflix's false portrayal uh, of me as a vile and contemptible person, I've been subject to a torrent of online online abuse, negative in person interactions, and pejorative characterizations. I received thousands of abusive messages. And it has done catastrophic damage to my reputation and was completely avoidable. I mean, it's difficult when you write in a drama based on real people with depictions of real people in. You're never going to please everybody, are you? You, They must have known that these lawsuits were going to come. Well, interestingly... It's just a calculated risk that Netflix must take. Interestingly, uh, there's a note that Netflix gave fictional names to many of the real-life protagonists in the show. Oh, okay. But not Williams. Oh, which is really I'd I'd love to know the reasons. Yeah, I wonder why, why they did that. Yeah, uh, the uh, suit continues. The show used her real name, personal details such as her employer at the time, neighbourhood, and alma mater in the series. Hmm. I wonder why they did that. That's interesting. I I hadn't realised that. that. No, kind so of changes things. I, I'd though. love to know the the yeah the the thinking behind why why do we change X we we change X person's name but not. I wonder if it's because she was like, as far as that show goes, she's probably the second most important character in it. Uh, there's, there's Anna and then her. And then For the second half of that yeah. season, she she's the is, one. That it's took, the main. Uh, yeah. Yeah. When she's so moved away from a, the, that first boyfriend, she's. Yeah. She's like the main. That player. episode when they're in Morocco. Is yeah, it's, yeah. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, it really is, to be fair. So I wonder if it's because she was such a high profile They've used her real name, same as they used Anna's real name. Yeah, just, okay. She was a high-profile character. But that is interesting. That kind of changes things slightly. because they, they, why, why are they not being consistent? Yeah, yeah, they know what they're doing in that case. They know that they're ruining this it's, lady's it life. It suggests, a, yes, some 
preemptive uh, hmm. decision making, doesn't it? Yeah, no, that does. That, we'll keep our eye on that one because that's an interesting one. Yeah, I would like I to mean, know more. So I imagine nothing will ever come of it, but she'll just get paid off. Who knows? These Same things None, sometimes go away quietly. Yeah. yeah. Next. Uh, Anna de Armas has been talking. It's all about Anna's tonight. Yeah. It's the Anna News Show. <laughs> yep. She's, uh, she's been there uh, taking aim at uh, the MPAA. What's the MPAA? It's the, the people in the States who rate. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. Uh, rate. Movies. Movies. <laughs> because they have given the upcoming Marilyn Monroe biopic Blonde. Yep. Uh, an NC seventeen rating. Weren't we expecting that? We've we've known it for a while, I was say, but that's... it's it's now coming close to release. So, right. you know, we're starting to get a few interviews and stuff. Um, yeah, uh, Darmas has been talking to a, a French magazine and said, "I don't understand why that's happened. I can tell you that a number of shows or movies that are way more explicit with a lot more sen- sexual content." than blonde but to tell this story it's important to show all of these moments in marilyn's life that made her end up the way she did it needed to be explained everyone in the cast knew we had to go to uncomfortable places i wasn't the only one i mean i I, great i mean fine i don't think any of us approved no but we can't really make a call on this till we see it can we of course we can't i I i'd suggest that there's got to be something in there to give it this I would also suggest that it maybe isn't as important for a non-cinema released film because it's on. It's going to be on Netflix. So yeah. do you go through Netflix and go, oh, I can't watch that, it's an 18. Well, I can't watch that, it's a 15. No. Nobody does. No. So I, do, I don't think ratings mean so much. I mean, I can understand why they're there. You don't want your kids clicking well, it. It may but... have a cinematic release, a yeah. limited one, in which case it needs a rating. Yeah, yeah but there's like a gatekeeper at a cinema is what I'm trying yeah. to get out. The, the staff are not going to let you in if you're only 12. Whereas if you're sitting at home on Netflix watching it, yeah. you can just click on it. Of course. So I don't think it matters so much. I think that may be just... Can, can I remind you of... I think we've we've mentioned this quote before, but I really like it, so I'm going to Go mention on. it again. The director, Andrew Dominic, uh, told Screen Daily earlier in this year, that Blonde is a demanding movie. If the audience doesn't like it, that's the fucking audience's problem. I do remember that. (laughs) It's an NC-17 movie about Marilyn Monroe. It's what you want. I want to go and see that version of her story. I love that. I love that (laughs) ego. That ego is unbelievable. If it's I've made a movie. If it's shit, that's your fault. (laughs) (laughs) Imagine Imagine if the director of the CEO went, well, that's your fault that that movie's rubbish. I mean, it's 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 hard to t- like I say, to it's say. hard to take a call on it before we've seen yeah, much of it because this is all great publicity. Yeah, that's all it's that's all they're doing, isn't it? Isn't it? You yeah. know, can can you go and say, can we have a NC seventeen rating, please? <laughs> yeah, because actually that might help that this. Might help gonna, yeah, give us a bit more a uh, bit more sway with the public. Yeah, I love that arrogance. <laughs> it's brilliant. It comes out this month as well, doesn't it? Uh, end of September. Excellent. September the 28th. We'll keep our eye on it. We'll definitely be, I'll definitely watch it. I don't know much about Marilyn Monroe. So I I do need to see that NC17 version of her story. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I don't know anything about her, so I might as well get it warts and all. Cool. Next. Cool. Uh there's been some changes at Netflix. Okay. They're restructuring their film executive. Okay. Division. Right. Uh, and they have let go 
Tendo Naganda. Okay. Now, who's this? He, uh, he has been behind the following films for Netflix since 2018. Okay. The Harder They Fall. Okay. Decent film. The Five Bloods. Never seen it. Uh, his last movie he's doing for Netflix is Glass Onion 2. Uh, Glass, Glass Onion, Onion, sorry, Glass Onion, Knives, Knives Out, out too. Um, and Hustle, he did as well. Oh, okay. Uh, oh, and also The Old Guard. So pre- they're pretty, pretty big, big, successful big movies, movies for yeah. Netflix. Uh, he's yeah, he's moving on. Uh, four years at Netflix. He's uh, he was previously at Disney, um, and it's yeah, a bit of a change. Netflix have brought in Kira Goldberg and Ori Marmo. Okay, uh, their first. Uh, first movie uh, for Netflix that their name is on will be Slumberland, which we talked about last week. Which yes, is we did. Which is Jason Momoa's. That's the one. Next movie. So yeah, bit of a change. Bit of a change at the top. At the top. I wonder if what if that will affect things at the bottom of the stream. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? I want. I think we could have quite a good pitch for a job at Netflix. Of just let us go and buy the. We'll buy stuff. the crap stuff. Yeah. You just worry about the good stuff. <laughs> I'll be up for that. I could do that. Uh, do you like Australia? Yeah. Do you like Australians? Yep. Do you like Australian novels? Well. I've never read one. <laughs> if so, you might be in luck because Netflix has announced that they have started filming their adaptation of the Australian novel Boy Swallows Universe. Okay. That's an interesting title. Uh, is an eight-part limited series based on Trent Dalton's book of the same name. It will star Travis Fimmel, Simon Baker, who you may know as The Mentalist, yep. when that was on TV for years and years, and Phoebe Tonkin. Cool. Uh, the book is set in the violent working-class suburban fringe of Brisbane in 1983 and follows an articulate 12-year-old boy and his mute brother, Gus. Uh, the synopsis being Eli Bell's life is complicated, his father is lost, his mother is in jail, and his stepdad is a heroin dealer. Wow. The most steadfast adult in Eli's life is Slim, a notorious felon and national record holder for successful prison escapes. <laughs> he watches over Eli and August, Eli's silent genius of an older brother. This is a story of brotherhood, true love, family, and the most unlikely of friendships. Okay, that sounds interesting. Yeah. I like the title. Boy Swallows Universe. Boy Swallows Universe. Couldn't do a whole one. No one. No, no way. Oh, that sounds good. Yeah. Uh, there is there's a couple of images, no trailer as yet, but uh, yeah, I think I think that could be could be pretty good. That that image there is the most Australian picture I've ever seen. There's a lot of mullets. There's a lot of mullets. There's a lot of like eightiesness. Eightiesness. That guy's about to jump in his ute. <laughs> he looks like he's he's got a He Man t shirt on. <laughs> Yeah, he looks like Chris Hemsworth with a beard. We're having quite an Australian week on the show this week, aren't we? Yes. Well, Guy Pearce will pop up on Thursday in he the will, movie show. He will very much pop up. <laughs> yeah, we are. Uh, it's Australia week. Can't wait to find out if he's ever been in Neighbours or Home and Away. <laughs> so that'll be fun. I'll Thursday. let you know on Thursday. Brilliant. Keep tuned in case you, if you want to find out the answer to that. You know, we love to talk about how Netflix counts viewers we do this is our favorite topic on this show well a lot we got a new one i think we might be able to put that to bed oh okay once and for all interesting if 
we start to get more stats on completion rates. Completion rates? Yeah. So, oh, because they all, oh, okay, interesting. So they, that's like who's completing an episode of a TV show. Rather or than, a series, yeah. Or start, rather than starting one, which yes. is what we usually count. Because can you remember a few weeks ago when we had the whole Heartstopper fans going to war with First Kill fans? I do remember that. Because First Kill had been cancelled despite having... Twice as many viewing hours as yeah, Heartstopper. Yeah, as Heartstopper. Well, it has come out this week that Digital Eye, a London-based analytics company, uh, has been providing information uh, to Netflix and possibly other streaming services about completion rates of shows. Uh, and a completion rate is basically of how many people watched the first episode of a show, Yeah. how many then made it, what percentage then made it to subsequent episode. episodes through the series. Okay. And it gives some quite interesting numbers when you consider some of the shows Netflix has cancelled. So, for example, First Kill, uh, of all the people that started episode one, only 66.94 went to watch the second episode. Right. And by the end of the season, only 43.1% finish the final episode okay that's interesting so it lost 60 percent of its audience yeah we, you, and any tv network could kill a show for that yeah do you want some more yeah absolutely heartstopper saw 73 percent of the people who started watching it complete the whole season okay i think we're on to a winner here i think we might have found the algorithm uh, but it doesn't always work okay because the lincoln lawyer which has already been renewed yeah for a second season only saw 56% of its first episode viewers complete the whole thing. Right. That's... Yeah, okay. Resident Evil... Yeah. Recently cancelled. Yeah. 45% completed the first season. Okay, so we found the threshold. So if it's 50% or more, it's sticking around. And if it's under that, it's going out. It's going under. Do you want to know... I've got a couple more. Go on. Squid Game. Okay, yeah, I do want to know Squid Game. (laughs) You know, out of, have a guess. Uh, How many, What percentage of people who watched the first episode of Squid Game made it all the way to the end, watched the whole thing? 64. Higher. 74. Higher. 84. Higher. 94. The bit lower. 87%. Really? Wow. Yeah. That that explains a lot then, doesn't it? It's an, it, it feels like it's a, a, a decent metric, it which, does. which it certainly feels... lines up with some of these cancellations. That's really interesting. Uh, the Irregulars was cancelled by Netflix. Yeah, after yeah, that one was season. the one with. Uh... It was like, was it like the the Sherlock Holmes kids? Basically, yeah, yeah, yeah. wasn't Dr. it? Doctor Watson's yeah youth group. Yeah. Do you want to have a guess? How many people? We got, it was cancelled really quickly. Yeah. So. What percentage who watched the first episode got to the end of the season? Thirty-eight. Oh, if that is really close, forty-one <laughs> percent. We found this threshold as well. So if anything over fifty percent seems to be sticking around. There are some outliers. Okay. Uh, so, Love, Death and Robots. Yep. It's third season, the most recent season. Yeah. Which is an interesting one because you can very much just jump in and yeah, out you don't of have that. To, yeah, there's no order to that. They're, they're just, it's an anthology, isn't it? Yeah. 67% of people did the whole thing. Okay. Which is pretty good. Uh, Pieces of Her, I'm not familiar with that show. 54%. I think I watched that. Like, what was the percentage? 54. But that's been cancelled. I'm not sure. Okay. I'm not, I'm not familiar with the show. 
what did you reckon to inventing Anna then? Which we started off this show. That was a limited series. Not coming it? back. Not, it was just a one-off. It was one never off. coming back. No. I imagine quite high. 74. I mean, it was, it was all over the news. It was, the numbers were great in terms of viewing hours. We've yeah. said it was quite long. Yeah, it was long. Was it eight or ten episodes? Yeah, it was a lot, wasn't it? And there were long episodes. But it, it had the headlines, didn't it? 71. It had a completion rate of only 42%. Really? Yeah. That's interesting. A lot of those people are missing out on those last episodes. Yeah. Because their last two episodes are really good. Yeah, I thought it was really late. That so is that, really that is a bit of an outlier, but I, I'd love to get some more, uh, yeah, more we need stats that. on some I, shows That's there. interesting. I like that. Every time something gets cancelled, they should be releasing those figures because that would explain why they're doing it. Because they're getting a lot of stick for cancelling popular shows, in inverted commas. But they're obviously, they have a reason why they're doing it. Yeah. For, for, especially for First Kill. People went mad when that got cancelled, but if only... 44% of the people who've started it or finishing it. Yeah. You've lost 56% of your audience. Exactly. No no TV network is keeping that show. Yeah. It's a really interesting metric. Mm, it is. That is really interesting. I, uh, but one that I don't think ne- you'd ever see Netflix. Uh, <laughs> no, I don't think you'd ever get <laughs> Oh, look how many people didn't watch this. <laughs> look how shit this but was. But if, if we can get some of those numbers, I think it's really interesting. Yeah. Mm, I agree. Let's like follow Digital Eye on Twitter or something. They'll yeah. be releasing them all bit. Cool. Yeah, that's a really good bit of news. I like that one. Not that I don't like all of your news, but I like that one a lot. <laughs> I thought you'd like that. I did. Next. I feel like... Chicken tonight. I've missed uh, this bit of news. Me too. Because I didn't know this was happening. Nor did I. And I didn't know it was happening at Netflix. But the cameras are rolling on Beverly Hills Cop 4. Right. I did not know this. Starring your man, Eddie Murphy. Your man. It's not my man. <laughs> Why is he going back to all his old films? Didn't he? Re- he made um, Welcome to America. Yeah, Coming actually, to America, he? yeah. Coming to America, sorry. Yeah, it's 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 rolling. Um, it's going. And also accompanying Eddie Murphy in Beverly Hills Cop 4 yeah. are Taylor Page and Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Oh, wow. I'm going to be honest with you, Nick. I don't know. There was three of them. Oh, my God. <laughs> the bad, third one's the one in, like, the theme park. Yeah, oh, okay. okay. Fine. <laughs> I, to be honest, I, I think I've seen the first one years ago, but I don't think I've seen the rest of them. Apparently, this mo- this project moved to Netflix, like, how have we missed three this? years ago. And I can't believe I've never seen... Could, considering how much news we go through yeah. every week, I, I, this one just totally uh, bypassed me. But, yeah, it's uh, cameras are rolling. On Beverly Hills Cop 4. Cool. Uh, Jerry Bruckheimer is also involved as producer. Uh, back from the uh, the original ones. So, yeah. Interesting. Okay, uh, we'll keep our eyes on it. Yeah. Yeah, that, that'll be a big, big release for Netflix. Yeah, it will. So. Well, Amazon got the other one, didn't they? Yeah. So, he was just playing them off against each other. Good <laughs> for him. I'll probably give it a miss. You have to, you'll have to go back and watch the other ones. No, I'm all right. Uh, we talked a few weeks ago about Jason Bateman had exited uh, a space movie. Yes. Is it Artemis? Yes. I, I think, think it was so. called. He was going to direct it and be in it. Yeah. Well, he's coming back to Netflix instead. Okay. Uh, obviously happy with, uh, you know, the, the Ozark 
uh, working relationship. Uh, Bateman is signed up for a new movie on Netflix. I I think they need a better title. <laughs> okay. Because especially for us Brits, it's not selling me right. on title alone. It's called Carry On. <laughs> <laughs> Carry On Netflix. Yeah, which just obviously makes me think of... Barbara Windsor yeah, and Sid James. Bad 60s British innuendo. Oh, I don't know it. if you can say bad. <laughs> Some of those are classic. There's like two good ones. Uh, yeah, okay. <laughs> I don't, I'm not sure they'd hold up, that's all I'm saying. No, they don't, definitely don't hold up, but they're, they're classics. Uh, Jason Bateman is going to star with Taron Egerton in oh, Carry On. Uh, it's one of the first movers for Netflix as part of their production deal with Amblin Entertainment. Okay. Uh, which again, we I remember breaking uh, talking about that news mm. story. Yeah, we did. They, they signed up with Spielberg. Yeah. Uh, Carry on is about a young TSA agent named named Ethan who is blackmailed by a mysterious traveller into letting a dangerous package slip through security onto a flight on Christmas Day. It's a Christmas movie. That's it. That's all we've got. Yeah. Uh, Jason Bateman is rumoured to be playing the mysterious traveller. <laughs> Uh, interesting, though, is directed by Jaume Collet-Serra. He uh, directed The Shallows, and his next movie is Black Adam for DC. Oh, okay. So once he's uh, finished all the promotional stuff for that, Coming to he'll Netflix. be on to this. Oh. Uh, yeah. Cool. I mean, that Black I Adam g- movie is probably going to get pushed back into, like, <laughs> 2030 or They're going to cancel it. Yeah, probably. Yeah, it's not going to happen. <laughs> cool, okay. I like Jason Bateman. I've got a lot of time for Jason Bateman. I really like that movie where he's, he's the uh, the spelling bee, where he's yeah. the corrupt. Like going back to that, he's, that's good. Yeah, he's I think great. He wrote and, I think he directed I think that. he did, actually. Cool. Uh, okay, uh, talking of, uh, we mentioned last week, Francis, Francis Ford Coppola making his directing comeback after many years. We did. We have news this week of okay. a, another legendary director who has not worked, not made a movie for 10 years. Wow. Uh, this is William Friedkin. Oh, okay. Who Friedkin's directed back. The Exorcist. He did. The French Connection. Uh, he is going to make The Kane Mutiny Court Martial. Okay, sounds fun. And he has signed up. Kiefer Sutherland. Oh, excellent. To lead this movie. I love Kiefer Sutherland. Uh, Friedkin said, I've looked a lot of, I looked at a lot of scripts in the last 10 years and I haven't seen anything I really wanted to do. Uh, but I believe The Kane Mutiny Court Martial is one of the best court martial dramas ever written. Uh, based on a Pulitzer Prize winning novel... Uh, set in uh, the novel was set in World War Two. A naval officer stands trial for mutiny for taking his the command of a ship from his captain, who he feels is acting in unstable fashion. There was a 1954 film version starring Humphrey Bogart. Okay, wow. But Freakin is updating it. Uh, so instead of World War Two, it's gonna be uh, set in Iran, so Middle East. Right. Okay. So he's updating the war. <laughs> yeah, we've got some wars to pick from now. We don't need to all just do World War Two movies. Uh, shooting begins in January. Cool. I love Kiefer Sutherland. That feels like quite a big... That's a big deal. Big deal for him. Yeah, I agree. Back in sort of leading a movie. Mm. 
Yeah, it's been a while. Those, them uh, fat Jack Bauer stacks of cash must be uh, <laughs> well, slimming you know, down a bit. He's done stuff since then. No, I know. <laughs> Designated Survivor is a great show. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. That was all right. That uh, next. I mean, who doesn't want to see the reunion of Chevy Chase and Dan Aykroyd? Nobody. <laughs> because they have both signed up to work together uh, in a movie called Zombie Town. Why do these old guys have to keep making zombie movies? It's Bill kids, Murray did it's one. Kids movie. It? Bill Murray did one a while back. He did a zombie movie. He was in Zombieland. No, he did another one. Oh, the the one with Adam, with Driver. Adam Driver. Yeah, yeah. Don't know I really liked it. You didn't like it. Yeah, I hate Jim it. Jarmusch movie. Yeah, oh, that's, that's good. Uh, yeah, they are. Um, is it well? It's is a kids it movie. kids movie slash young adults movie? Okay. Uh, it, it's um, Zombie Town, and it's based on an R.L. Stein book. Okay. Who's famous for Goosebumps and a lot of point horror and all that sort of stuff, wasn't he? Um, yeah, the story follows a projectionist at his local movie theatre who is terrified of zombie movies. Uh, but his best friend and girlfriend love them. So when the new zombie flick uh, from his girlfriend's favourite director is set to premiere, uh, he decides to show her the film early. However, they find out the reel is cursed and it transforms everyone in town except for them into the undead. <laughs> cool. I'm up for it. Right, it's the first time in 31 years that Chevy Chase and Dan Aykroyd will be sharing a cinema tr- cinema screen. Wow. 31 years? Yeah. And Dan Aykroyd's supposed to be like a really nice guy, isn't he? And Chevy Chase isn't. Chevy Chase. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Okay. That sounds fun. Keep your eyes on it. Would you like to buy a movie? Depends on which one. Uh, well, uh, if you're interested, yep. then... You could go uh, and attend the Toronto International Film Festival, uh, which starts next week. To be fair, that's all my money gone already. How much does this movie cost? <laughs> because the distribution rights are up for grabs Okay. for Ursa Major. Sounds uh, fun. A sci-fi thriller yep. starring Mary Elizabeth Winstead She's and... Cool. Shoti Gomez. She's cool as well. Um, yeah, they will play Charlie and Natalie, a mother and daughter, fighting for survival on an Earth-like planet, hiding from a group of relentless hunters with the added threat of an imminent and deadly storm approaching. Ooh. Uh, but Natalie, a teenager, has begun to question her mother's decisions, her explanation of who they are, how they got there, and what they need to do to survive. Cool. So it's, it's been shown at the film festival, but nobody's brought the distribution right. Correct. Yet. Sweet. I'm sure somebody will. Yeah. Names like that attached. I thought it sounded like a pretty cool synopsis. It does. Let's get Netflix to buy it. Netflix, do you buy it? Uh, yeah, done. Fine. Done. Yeah. Sorted. It's going to happen. <laughs> uh, that's all the news. Good news. Well done. That's a lot of news this week. I'm impressed. Love news. Me too. Have you watched anything good at the top of the stream? I've watched a few things. Okay. Uh, I would say some good. Yep. Some Really bad. Okay. So I, I watched a couple of movies. Shall I start with them? Yep, go for it. Uh, so I watched Day Shift, which oh, I yeah. you watched a couple of weeks ago. I did indeed. I, I had a great time. Yeah, it's just fun, isn't it? Just a, a Saturday night movie. I was highly entertained. Pizza and a Magnum movie. Silly. Just leave your brain at the door. A lot of, lot of work for contortionists in this flick. <laughs> Very much so. I, I, I really enjoyed the fight scenes. This is Jamie Foxx and Snoop Dogg and Dave Franco fighting vampires. That's it. I thought it was funny. It was gory. There's everything I wanted on a Saturday night. Yeah, what more do you want from a film like that? Yeah. 
really enjoyed it. Agreed. Highly recommended. Uh, did a double feature. Two films in one night? Yeah. Wow. Uh, unfortunately, the second one, <laughs> not good. No? Did not live up to Day Shift. I watched Me Time, Netflix's oh, yeah, new I've comedy. heard bad things. Starring Kevin Hart and Mark Wahlberg. Bad? Awful. Oh, wow. Awful? Yeah. Wow, that's big for you to say. Not funny. Not clever. <laughs> you're not big and you're not <sighs> clever. I really dislike Mark Wahlberg. Yeah. I, most that I guy's just most a, people do. He's a charisma vacuum in he this is. in this movie. He's, he is in a lot of stuff. He's an, it's an absolute dead zone. Yeah. Uh, Kevin Hart tries, yeah. but it's awful. It's awful is material. It really bad? Yeah. Wow. It's not funny. Yeah. Don't watch it. I, I wasn't <laughs> intending to watch it, and I will not watch it. I actually, I might pay you to watch it because I would enjoy you squirming <laughs> through this terrible comedy movie. How much is on offer here? I'll have to talk to my people. Okay. You let your people talk to my people. Okay. That's it for movies. That's it? For movies. I've watched a couple of TV shows. Go on. So I've done... I carried on with She-Hulk, so I've watched the second I've episode of that. I've watched the first two episodes of that now. Yeah? I Same. enjoyed it. I thought it was good. Yeah. It's just stupid, isn't it? But it's... Yeah, just again. I don't. It's not trying to do anything... No, it's not going to shake any trees, incredible. but it's just incredible. <laughs> Hulk. Incredible yeah, Hulk. Very good. Well done. Uh, yeah, it's just what it, it is. What it is. It does uh, look a bit off those times, doesn't she? Yeah, but like we said last week, that's down to the fact that yeah. they've had to make the same, try and match the CGI with million-dollar film budgets, multi-million-dollar film budgets. Uh, I've also watched the first episode of Welcome to Wrexham. We've had a very similar week because I've watched the first two episodes. Wow, of Welcome wow. to Wrexham. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, both on Disney Plus. Those two shows, both really good. Welcome to Wrexham is the dot fly on the wall documentary following. Ryan Reynolds and Rob McAhelney yep. buying Wrexham Football, Football Club. Club. Wrexham Association Football Club, apparently. Yeah. I didn't realise, I didn't really know who Rob McAhelney is, but he was in Lost. Was he? Yeah. I just know from Always Sunny in Philadelphia. <laughs> he was one of the others in Lost. Oh, okay. No, I didn't realise that. Yeah, he was. Um, but yeah, I didn't really, I've never really seen anything that he's been in, but yeah, I think it's really interesting. It was quite funny how McAhelney was like literally, what's one of his writers on Mythic Quest. Yeah, he just sent him in to be like, in charge. It is it, like they're it's, trying it's to make like, the real life Ted Lasso. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. It's exactly it's what like, why'd you spend so much time watching this game? What's this game? Yeah. And he just got into football. Yeah. <laughs> just like sent his man in to just be in charge of a football club he's yeah. never seen a game before. <laughs> but no, it was interesting. It's it's done wonders for the town of Wrexham, I imagine. But no, yeah, it's good. Check it out. Half an hour episodes on Disney Plus. Yeah, I enjoy I'll it. definitely be seeing The new one through. should be out now, shouldn't it? Look about on Thursdays. Uh, I think so. Okay, I might watch that when you've gone. You pretty much taken my thunder there with the stuff that I'd started watching this week. That's fine. I have watched a sitcom this week All right. on the BBC iPlayer. Yeah. It's called Avoidance. I don't know if you've heard of it. No, I'm not familiar. It's Ramesh Ranganathan's new sitcom. I like him. Him alongside, I've forgotten her name again, Jessica Nappit. I like her, yeah. Yeah, it's, she's not in it as much because they play like a couple who are on the verge of splitting up. Who have, right. They split up in the first episode. He moves in with his sister and her girlfriend and he's got a 10-year-old kid. So it's like, and he's like super, super non-confrontational. Okay. And it gets him into all sorts of scrapes. He just doesn't, he just agrees to everything that anybody wants him to do. And it's, it's very funny. It cool. actually made me laugh a good, I've watched the whole series this week. Oh, nice. Six episodes. Nice. Um, yeah, it's really good. I I'll really enjoy it. And other than that, I've just been flying through the office still. Oh, good. Like, I'm really enjoying season six. It's, it seems to have yeah, it's grabbed good. me. It's, it's a good uh, one from what I remember. Yeah, it's, it seems to have grabbed me a little bit, this one. When does... No spoilers, but when does Michael Scott go out of it? Uh, how many keep seasons it? are there? I think nine. I think seven. Okay, 
I knew it feels like it's coming soon, but yeah. I'm, not, I'm never quite sure when it's going to happen. I think it might be the end of seven. Okay, cool. Or partway through. I can't exactly no, remember. It's, it's been really good. This uh, Pam's just had the baby. But I have. I must admit, I have been struggling. I've been flicking through Netflix trying to find something to watch. Yeah. And not finding a lot that I'm interested in yeah. at the minute. I'm not going to lie. It's not. There's nothing on there that's really like jumping out at me to watch. Yeah, that's okay. Although it's that new Hugh Bonneville film's come out today. It has, yeah. Um, what's that called? I Came By. Yes. That's getting good reviews. So You've also got... I'm going to watch that. A week today is Disney Plus Day. What's Disney Plus Day? Well, they just... I don't know if it's their actual anniversary or not. I don't. Okay. I don't know why they've chosen this, but I remember it last year as well. Right. It's just, they just they've got a few big releases this uh, next. I think I'm sure it's the eighth. Right. So they've got Thor: Love and Thunder's coming to Disney Plus. Okay. It's quite a quick turnaround. Yeah. And the Robert Zemeckis Pope Pinocchio movie. Oh, I'm really looking forward to that. I saw a trailer for it. Yeah. That looks great. So that's the. That's the Disney-fied remake yeah. as a, with Tom Hanks as opposed to Guillermo del Toro's, which <laughs> yeah, like is on Netflix later one. this year. Yeah. I, I did see the trailer for the Tom Hanks one a couple of weeks ago and it did look good. Yeah, so they, they both drop on Disney Plus. On Robert Zemeckis doesn't make September. bad films, ever. So. Uh, uh, okay. <laughs> do, mean, do you think he does? I, I think, um, I don't think the Polar Express is great, if I'm yeah, being honest. Okay. I think uh, I've only seen that once. I mean, look, when he's great, he's amazing. He's obviously like the the mo- motion. He's the mocap captain dude. king, isn't he? Yeah. He's got a great back catalogue. Hold on, did he make Isle of Dogs? No, that was Wes Anderson. Okay, good, because that was shit. <laughs> <laughs> Bob Zemeckis did Back to the Future, so yes. he, you know he can't do he's, any wrong. He's in, got a pa- he's got a lifetime pass. I think um, you know, in in more recent years, I'm not so sure. Did he did that because he went through mocap. He did the Polar Express. Yep. And he did Beowulf and Christmas Carol all next to I like that Christmas Carol one. Um, I didn't think that was too bad. Yeah. I, I watched that on my 3D TV. You know when you when 3D TVs first came out? Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I got a 3D TV and watched it on that. I think it was the only time I ever watched anything on it on the 3D TV, to be fair. I didn't realise he directed The Witches last year or two oh, years ago. Yeah, I didn't realise that was him. They're not motion yeah. captured. No. <laughs> cool. Okay. Excellent. We'll look forward to Disney Plus Day then. Yeah. Yeah, but Netflix need to up their game. I need to be watching sh- more shit on there. Well, it won't be long. It'll be uh, Halloween. True. They're always horror films strong at Halloween, aren't they? Very true. Right, should we get into some real talk? Let's do it. It was a tough one this week, I thought. I think... I think a lot of people found this one tough. I think this question is a difficult one to answer. I agree. Uh, we, we flipped the script. We did last week, who's the most overrated actor, which really, I think, possibly had the most responses we've ever had. Yeah. And I think this one's at the least. We flipped it. Who's yeah. underrated? Yeah. Who's the most underrated actor or actress? And people, and I think this is a tough one to answer. People found it really difficult. Because the very nature of being underrated... Means you don't really know who they are. Is you're not necessarily flashy and... <laughs> and you're not thinking about them. don't either. spring to mind. Yeah. The more I thought about it, the more tricky I found it. I have I got a couple of names Go myself. Um, shall, I, shall I do the Discord do first? Do the Discord first. Well, I'll do the Twitter first because we only had one response on Twitter. Okay. Um, Hooked on Movies podcast came back at us with Matt Damon. I saw this and at first I thought, oh, he's, that's a bit of a big name. But then the more I thought about it... Matt, I think I Matt like, Damon is better than people think he is. Yeah, and he, that's doesn't, what he doesn't get... He doesn't seem to get the award noms that... No, he doesn't. Affleck gets or... Matt Damon's better than Ben Affleck. I think so. I agree. So, so I, I think you could say. I think Matt you're on, you're maybe onto something there. Yeah, it's a good answer. Thanks, hooked on movies. 
Uh, we've got Wayner in the Discord says Sharon Horgan. Yeah, that's a great shout. Sharon Horgan is great. She's always great. Yeah. Uh, she's also a very talented uh, writer as well. Yeah. Comedy and drama. She's, she's, I was going to say she's niche. That shouldn't disqualify you from being underrated, though, I don't think. I no, think I don't think so. Have... Yeah, you can be niche and rated. Yeah. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Ross Cook's got a good one. Go on. Well, he's, got, he's gone with two. Of course he has. Because he's, Cause he's, he's sort Cook. of intertwined the two together for, oh. for a sensible reason. Okay. Um, he's gone with Kristen Stewart yeah. and Robert Pattinson. I think Patterson's a good shout. Patterson's a good shout. I think he's he is getting a bit of a name for himself now. I think maybe Batman's helped him yeah, I think become really a has. bit more rated. Christian Stewart's not a bad shout though. But if I, I think about how good he was in Good Time. <laughs> yeah. And The Lighthouse recently as well. I've not seen The Lighthouse. I still need to watch that. I, I think he's come off Netflix now. How oh, was it? That's I think annoying. so. You might, you might want to double check. I'll find it somewhere. Um, and her as well, because they, they both just get lumped with, well, Twilight. I've just remembered two more things I've watched this week. Okay, fine. <laughs> Carry on, we'll do them later. That's fine, we'll, 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 we'll circle back around. I, I think I think they're a good shout. They're a good shout. Yeah, uh, they are, I agree. Daniel Radcliffe's name came up a Daniel Radcliffe's of one of mine. I okay, think Daniel Radcliffe is really underrated. I, I, I think he did a really good job of trying... Let me rephrase that. He's made a real big effort to try and shake that noose around his neck of I'm Harry not just Potter. Harry Potter I'm not just Harry Potter and he's really tried to shake that up. he's still not managed it but I think he's getting there and he's he always picks a wacky film now yeah first thing Harry the first thing Daniel Radcliffe did when he stopped Harry Potter was get his knob out on stage in London yeah, exactly that's yeah you're shaking your child actor and things straight away there but then he's, he's done things like Jungle and Swiss Army Man and yeah. Horns He's done loads of really like random niche movies the trailer came exactly out this exactly week exactly what he needed to do the trailer came out this week for Weird, the, the Al Yankovic. I think that's story. a great role for him as well. And it, it, I really want to see it. I watched the train. I was like, okay, I wasn't. I was thinking, oh, okay, fine, but I don't yeah. think I'm, I'm not that bothered by it. I watched the train. I've gone, no, I'd need I to see this. To watch I did exactly the same thing. I was like, it looks really good. Uh, but at the same time, it looks like it kind of works from what the vibe I got from the trailer. But it, it just looks like Daniel Radcliffe wearing a wig. It, you know what I mean? It doesn't look like I am oh, in this yeah. role of. Oh, Yankovic. That's the issue that Daniel Radcliffe always has. But it looked great, and yeah. he looked great. And he in will it. be great in it. Yeah, he's great in. Um, is it now you see me too? He's in as well. He plays the bad oh, guy yeah, in that. Yeah. Woman in Black. He's great in that. But people still, what twenty five years later, just think of him as Harry Potter. Yeah, and he's not. Uh, it was going to be my answer, but I, I've got a couple of like honourable mentions. But I think I think I'm going with Daniel Radcliffe as my answer. Okay. Personally, but I have got a few names I mentioned when we yeah, get. Yeah, it's a good answer, I think. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Alex in the Discord has gone with Paul Walter Hauser, which is the correct answer. <laughs> that guy is amazing. So it says he's great in Blackbird. Yeah, uh, consistently watchable. Needs to be in more stuff. He's great. Have you ever seen? Have you ever watched the TV show Kingdom with um, Frank Grio in it? I think Kingdom. I watched a couple Nick and Jones. then never made it to the end. He's so good, Cause just because again, it, I think it. It left where he's I was watching it. Beyond good in that. Yeah. He's like incredible in that, in fact. Yeah, it's a great answer. Correct answer. Uh we've got a tongue in I I suspect this might be a tongue in cheek answer. <laughs> okay. From Smileyton. Go on. Billy Zane. <laughs> Who's that? 
Yeah, uh, I think he was. This yeah. sent me into an absolute spiral, by the way. Go on. The comment of Billy Zane. Because then I was like, I know we talked about Billy Zane a few weeks ago because he was in Ghosts of War. Yeah. Go and check out our episode on that. But um, it, we then got into a Billy Zane conversation in the Discord. We did. And I was convinced. And I, I was literally about to post it. He was all right in Speed 2. <laughs> I was convinced Billy, Billy Zane was the... Billy Zane's like Speed 2. Was the... Um, <laughs> The star of Speed the guy 2. who it is looks it just like him. To be fair, Jason Patrick. Jason Patrick. And then I'd totally forgotten that Jason Patrick even existed as a human being. <laughs> I felt a bit guilty. For like him. me and Billy Zane. <laughs> Do you know Smileyton also fell down a rabbit hole because he watched Speed Two that night. Oh, really? did he actually watch? <laughs> he actually watched it. He didn't. Know I don't it know if he got all the way through it. He didn't know it existed when you when you said Speed Two. He was like, "What the fuck, Speed 2? And then he found it. It's on Disney Plus and Amazon Prime. Oh, really? So he went out and watched. He, I don't think he got all the way through. I haven't it seen it for years. It's it, bad. When he told me that, it really made me laugh. I, thought, <laughs> I can't believe you actually got peer pressure into watching Speed 2. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> I think things kind of unraveled from there in the Discord. Yeah, uh, they did. So, <laughs> I mean, I, I got a couple Go on. that I was thinking about. I, and I did find this difficult. I found this really tough. I got so I got I got two names and I think I, I'm going to take the the Ross Cook tactic because I don't think I can split them. I just don't. Who do I always enjoy? They turn up and I think, yeah, you've made this, even if it's not a good thing. You, your yeah, bits yeah. are good, or you've made it better. Yeah, uh, and, and I'm always happy when I see these guys turn up. And, and I couldn't split Timothy Oliphant. I think you said Timothy Chalamet. <laughs> Timothy Oliphant's a great shout, yeah. And uh, Carl Urban. Carl Urban's great. That's a good show. Good answers. Yeah. I just think how good he was in that Dread movie. Yeah. A few years back. Hmm. And, you know, Star Trek, some of his TV roles. He did the, he was the lead voice in The Sea Beast, which I watched recently. Oh, really? Okay. Really, really good. Really good. That's a good answer. Should be in more stuff. Should be in more stuff. Yeah. Agreed. Nice. Well done. Okay. Thanks. (laughs) I I really struggled with this. One, One name's just come up earlier tonight. That I wasn't thinking of before, but now I'm thinking maybe Kiefer Sutherland's underrated. Should Kiefer Sutherland be in more movies? Because he only he isn't. It doesn't like you said a minute ago. He hasn't led a movie for years. No, but he and he's great. But is he a TV actor? And is he underrated as a TV actor? <laughs> I don't know because if you do something like it's not my answer. It's just do, when you really yeah, came know, up early, I I was like, But if you do something like Twenty Four, that that just went on for so long and became a bit of a parody, didn't it? And yeah, it's like. Then he did was he actually doing good acting in 24? I, 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 it's a tough show to He did what is needed to do. Was it great acting? Yeah. No, maybe not. He's great in Designated Survivor. He's great in everything he does. Hey, look, the guy's got charisma. Should be in more stuff. Should be in more stuff. Also, we were talking about Mark Wahlberg earlier. Yeah. Donnie Wahlberg's underrated. Donnie Wahlberg's great. He's the best actor in that family. He really is. Donnie Wahlberg's great. But I really struggled. So I did settle on Daniel Radcliffe. I was like, it is going to be Daniel Radcliffe. I do want to give a shout out though. Because I I started thinking about people who we've seen on this show who should maybe not be a bit more, getting more roles. And I really think Charlie Tahan maybe. I think he's really good. He has been really good in both. He's good in that one role he plays. (laughs) He does play moody teenager (laughs) well. But I I, I feel like... He was great in the Gooners. (laughs) That was one of the first memes that we ever made on the show. It really was. When we compared it to we compared it to uh, the woman from the game. Yeah. I can't remember her name. <laughs> I think he's the best thing we've seen on this show who hasn't done anything a bit more mainstream. I know he's in I think he's in Ozark, isn't he? Yeah. But he hasn't done any movies a bit more mainstream than this. 
I look, it's this. Yeah, it's, it's a decent answer. Da- yeah, but Daniel Radcliffe's my answer. Yeah. I think Daniel Radcliffe's great. Cool. He just need and he's, he will never shake off Harry Potter. But I like how he's always trying to. I respect him for that. Yeah. Uh, we and Donnie Wahlberg is great. <laughs> <laughs> like we say, we're not here next week. No, we do have a real talk lined up. For we do have the next week lined up, so we'll we'll release that into the Discord and the socials. Yeah. Get involved. Get involved in that. I love real talk. I do as well. It's really interesting. It's really it gets people talking, which I like. So we've gone long on this web. I thought we'd go short on this one, but we haven't. Do you want to talk a little bit about the film we've got coming up on Thursday? Come back here to this very feed on Thursday because we are talking about checks notes lockout. (laughs) We are. The generically titled Lockout. (laughs) What does it mean? Uh, It's look, it's an outer space movie. It is. It absolutely is. It's a futuristic sci-fi movie. Yeah. Sci-fi doesn't do well traditionally on this show. So we'll uh, we'll see how we get on with it. Who's in this? Guy Pearce, Maggie Guy, Grace. Peter Stormore. Yeah. Loads. Lenny James. Lenny James. That's it. I couldn't think of his yeah. name. Yeah, there's loads. It's, it's a good cast, to be fair. It's quite a good cast. Maggie Grace, maybe she's underrated. Again, she plays that damsel in distress role very well. Quickly, before we go, I watched Sonic the Hedgehog 2 and Jurassic World Dominion this week. Oh, what did you think? Garbage. Well, both of them. Both of them. <laughs> no, Sonic the Hedgehog 2 is all right. It's fine. It's not as good as the first one. It's not as good I've as the first one. I've heard that Jurassic Park movie is absolute dumpster fire. You know how much I love that franchise. Yeah. I love the Jurassic Park franchise. It is by far the worst one. I don't understand how CGI is better in 1993 than it is in 2022. <laughs> don't get it. The CGI is awful. Some of those dinosaurs look like cartoons. Yeah. It's awful. It's just, a terrible uh, movie. It's really boring. Don't watch it. Just stick to uh, Camp Cretaceous. I've yeah. heard that it's terrible. You know, I watched the last one and, and I thought, actually, you've set up a really cool movie here. Yeah. And then I, I from what I hear, they absolutely didn't go down any Shit interesting the bed avenues whatsoever. They just tried to rely on the, getting the big names back. Yeah. And it, it just d- does does not work. It's like the Hedgehog We're all here for dinosaurs, guys. Yeah, absolutely. Show me more dinosaurs, but make them look decent because they look worse than they did in 1993 somehow. But Sonic the Hedgehog 2 is fine. Yeah. It's just what it is, what it is. It just wasn't as good as the first one. Not quite as the charm as the first one. No. Done. Wave done. Come back on Thursday to listen to us talk about lockout. And then don't come back next week because we won't be here. (laughs) Cheers. Bye. Bye.